Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to do episode number 58. The topic today is going to be for coaches choosing the appropriate practice and type of practice depending upon where your team is at, how things are going, where you're at in the time of the year, middle, beginning, end, all that kind of good stuff. Before we get into that topic, we got to talk about Cleat It Up. Cleat It Up is our presenting sponsor. Uh, they are the communication tool you need to use for all your in-team communication. Also has a really good social media aspect to it, so check them out at cleatitup.com. It's a free app for your phone. Also want to talk about Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And finally, we want to talk about Patreon. We've been doing a Patreon page uh, for Everything Fast Pitch and Coach Prep. If you go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch, we're looking for patrons. We're looking for donors. Coach Don and I have been at the podcast game now for uh, almost three years, and uh, there's just a lot of things that we need to do financially to make it work and to make it make sense. Uh, for us, we want to keep Coach Prep and everything Fast Pitch free. We don't want to have to go on to some sort of subscription service. And the best way for that to happen is, if you can, to help us by becoming a patron. It's either $5, 10 or $20 a month, and then there's appropriate levels of recognition that you receive. So if you can, please check out patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. So, Don, choosing the appropriate practice. No, I think that's a topic for us to be covering because it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. We've, we've got to kind of gear our practice around what's important for what we've got coming up. And, right. and it, it is different in the beginning and towards the end. And I think we're going to work our way through you know some of those things today, right? Right. Well, and I think it's, um, what, again, one of the things for us as coaches, it's really challenging. And this is a trap that I had fallen into many, many times, is you just kind of get into the routine of what practice is. And, and you just replicate keep doing the same thing over yep. and over again. Now, there's some things that I think it's important that you do on a really consistent basis in practice. And so the idea that practice has to always be some you know brand new, shiny, exciting thing every single time it happens, I think is faulty. I don't think it has to always be brand new. I don't think it has to always be exciting. Repetition is good. But it has yeah. to be appropriate for what you're trying to get done. And I think that's one of the challenging things. So if it's early in the year, long, hard, demanding practices where you're working you know, tirelessly on plays and responsibilities and backups and cutoffs and relays and those kinds of things are an important thing and something that has to happen. got to cover it all. Yeah. yeah. If you're in the middle of your season, I think sometimes practice becomes uh, more of a what's going on, adjusting, I guess, attempting to fine fix. Fine-tuning. Yeah, yeah. fine-tuning is a good, a good term. You know, based on how things are going, if we're if we're messing something up fairly consistently, if there's something that we're not doing a good job of fairly consistently, you know, then I think your midseason practices, you're always working on trying to adjust those things and make them better. You know, at the end of the season, when you're heading down the home stretch and your players have been at it for a while, you know, whether it's a 15 game 
summer schedule or it's a you know 60 game college schedule or a 150 game travel ball schedule you know when you start to get into those dog days towards the end of the season the kids are a little bit more worn down they're a little bit more beat up and i think that you know that might require us as coaches to choose a different type of practice then no i think that's really important tori and you're kind of reading the team at that point right and and getting a feel for uh, you know where everybody's at there might be a couple of those little pieces you were talking about that we need to fine-tune yet, but arms need to be fresh for championship play. You know, our bodies need to be fresh. We need to be rested. It's not, uh, you know, where we need to be, you know, just barely hanging on anymore. We need to make an effort to to get them ready to compete at their best. Yeah, no doubt about it. So early season, that's to me my favorite time of the year. I love going to practice. The, We've talked about work, that a lot. The work. Um, yeah. I, I love going to practice. You know, obviously having uh, been in the school setting, Practice was on almost everyday thing. But I still love going to practice now with the travel ball team, even if it's once a week or a couple times a week, because to me, that's the environment where I think the most gets done. I think where you as a coach have your biggest impact on what's going on. And one of the things in my career, I've been fortunate, I've coached a lot of different sports. When I was coaching at the high school level, I coached softball, but I coached everything else that they needed a coach for. I did volleyball, I did basketball, I did football, you know, I did a lot of different things. And one of the things that I noticed is that being involved in coaching other sports kind of gave me a little bit of a different perspective, I think, on the grind or the the nature of how the schedule season and season develops and how it changes. And I think so one of the things for me, you know, being able to be involved in a sport like basketball where the season seems to never end. You know, kind of gave me a little bit of a different perspective and I think the uh, ability to kind of read players a little bit more and, and things like that. But so early in the season, you know, when we're going to practice, we've got a lot of stuff to work on. And I think early in the season, you're going to have longer, more demanding, more of a grinded out kinds of days so that you can get stuff done. Now, the one thing for our travel ball and, and rec ball people, uh, I know you don't get to practice every day, so sometimes the temptation is there to have those six or seven or eight-hour mega practice. Mega practice. And I think that's always a bad idea because I don't think kids of any age can focus and, and be attentive for that long of a period of time. They might be able to barely get right. through it. but And, and yeah. so I think uh, it's important for us, if, if it's an early-in-the-year practice, let's map out the three or four or five things that are most important for us to make sure we get done today, and let's knock those out. Let's get those done. If that means that you know we we don't get to do something that's a little bit less important on the list, or something else has to maybe wait till the next practice, I think sometimes we've got to prioritize a little bit. But early in the year, I think you're going to typically have the longer, harder, more demanding practices. Well, think about this too, Tori. Uh, almost always at the beginning of a year, we've got new people involved in our right. our new group. So all the all the little detailed things we've got to cover again. When, you know, even at the college level, often we would neglect to look at a certain aspect for the group because it seemed like we just did it. Right. We just did it last year. We just did it the year before. And But every year you've got to go through it with a fine tooth comb and just make sure that everything's covered for the new people. Right. right. But, and no matter what level you're playing at, if you're playing you know, rec league softball, at some point in time, somebody's going to bunt. And if you don't know how to handle a bunt, if you don't know what your bunt coverage is, if players don't know where they're supposed to go... It's not just a given. Something ugly is going to happen. Just not like the last team you right. were on. It might be different. Right. right? And, and so those kinds of things, you know, the, the different kinds of coverages and plays and responsibilities, that's something that we've got to get sorted out. 
And the earlier we do it, the better. And, and I think your point, Don, about new faces and new players need to be able to get up to speed. You know, one of the things that I think happens a lot is uh, when you have a nucleus of players that are returning, the assumption that they have is that everybody does it the way they're used to doing it. Right. You know, I think we need to, like you said, you know, have that refresher course to make sure that everybody's on the same page. But so early in the year, I think you're typically going to have more demanding, longer, more physically strenuous practices. Middle of the season, I think you're going to have a little bit of both. I think you're going to have some days, some practices that are a little bit longer because there might be a lot of things that are coming up now that we're playing games that we know we need to work on and we know we need to improve upon. And a coach might be able to assess, you know, what kind of workload we just finished, what kind of workload we're looking at coming up. Right. To base whether we need one of those lighter days or whether this is a good time for us to grind a little more. Right. But I think it's also crucial for players to understand that when you're in the middle of the season and you're playing games, that it's an important time for us to learn what we can from what happens on game day and then go to the practice field to figure out how to make the corrections and the improvements that we really want to make. And I think that for players sometimes, you know, they get a little bit discouraged because, you know, hey, we're winning games. Well, we won on Saturday. Why, why, why do why we need are we to practice still doing on Sunday? This, right. you know, or, or we won the tournament last weekend. Why can't we have the weekend off? At that midpoint of the season when you're still looking down the road and there's a lot of big softball games left to be played, maybe Hurdles. there is that championship on yeah. the horizon. Now is not the time to just take a lot of time off because if we don't correct some of those things, if we don't keep making the improvements, we're not going to have the success that we want to have. And to me, you know, it's always relative. But ultimately, I think there's only one really happy coach at the end of the year. At the end of the year. It's the coach who wins the rec league championship. It's the coach who wins the conference championship. It's the coach who wins the national championship, whatever it might be for the level that you're coaching at. And everybody else is disappointed. Wish we would have done a little more. <laughs> yeah. And un- unfortunately for me, the way I see things, even if I'm that coach that should be happy because we won the championship, I'm still disappointed because I'm always thinking of the things that we could do better, or the things right. that we should have improved upon. But so that middle of the year, I think uh, you know, you're know you going to have some some of both. You're going to have some very demanding physical practices. You might have some that are a little bit less demanding physically, but are a little bit more mentally Keep challenging. Yeah. You know, there might be um, a little bit more of a slow paced, breaking things down and, and really teaching a specific player, specific skill more so than, you know, getting a thousand reps in. No, I think that's excellent. We're doing this. It's a on the fly stuff. Right. So there's no timeline that's exactly perfect for anything. And we're trying to, you know, make that all happen on the fly. Right. And then the really exciting time of the year when we get towards the end and we've got the you know, the big games on the horizon, the end of the season is out on the edge that you can see. And, and you're starting to think about what we need to do to be really prepared here for the end of the year. You know, then sometimes I think that's the time where coaches have to really look at where their players are at physically. This is a part I like. Where they're at mentally, where they're at emotionally. And sometimes we need to have a really light practice. Sometimes we need to have a day off. Sometimes we need to have a day where we don't throw a ball at all. Right. And, and we had practices that we called no throw days. Sure. Where you know, maybe we were still struggling with something in a bunt coverage is a good example. Well, we would go through the play. Everybody would you know fill their responsibilities. Everybody would go where they're supposed to go, but we wouldn't throw the ball. So I know, though, and to me, you have to have some of those days. You just, you just physically need to do yeah. that. It's so much more fun to play when you feel good. And by that point of the year, arms are sore because we've had these long practices. We've right. had long tournaments. We've had all these, you know, repetitions. 
And if we can have some some lighter days like that, ideally we should have covered most everything. And right. To your point, exactly. If there's a, an aspect of the bunt coverages, you know, let's cover those. Let's do some dry runs through that and uh, just make sure that everybody's comfortable with what they need to do and what their role is. But right. When Don, you made a a key point right there is when we're at the end of the season, we're in the home stretch. We should have already taught everything that we really need to teach. Yes. Every all those important things should be installed. All those important things should be in place. We shouldn't be uh, teaching bunt coverages after we're three quarters of the way through our season, no matter what it is. Now, it doesn't mean we don't have things that we need to adjust or things we don't have to improve, because that's not what I'm saying. But we shouldn't be all of a sudden needing to have a really long, hard practice that has tons and tons of repetition built into it at home stretch of the season, because that stuff should already have been figured out. The mental things, you know, making sure that they're feeling confident and that they feel like they're for you guys are going to be in great shape. You're in great shape right now. Your arms are going to be feeling good. We're, you know, we're all hitting well, you know, just the, the mental pieces, you know, building on that kind of stuff and getting them excited about what's around the corner, you know, who we're going to get a chance to, to play against next and, right, you know, all that fun stuff. And, yeah. and this is the part where I think it's so challenging because if you're somebody like I am who loves going to practice, I love a hard, fast, <laughs> action-packed, you know, bust-your-butt kind of practice to me. One of the things that uh, when I was uh, at the college level, I always felt like it helped us from a recruiting standpoint because I know our practices just looked so slick, Tight. You know, so action-packed. Yeah. There's so much stuff going on, you know, different things going on at the same time. Players were not standing around. You know, they were enthusiastic. They were loud. And I think that it was something that players that were not used to that really wanted to be involved. An you could eye almost, opener. Yeah, you yeah. can almost see from the look on their face, they were dying to get out there. But so for me, it was always a really difficult thing to be in that home stretch of the season and think, well, now's the time to pull back the reins a little bit. Now's the time to give yeah. them a day off. To me, a day off was like getting stabbed in the heart. I mean, I wanted to be <laughs> out at the at the practice field so badly. It was hard for me to to be objective enough to look at it and say, wow, these kids really need a day off. They'll be better off if we you know, take a day off or we have a really light practice or we do a mental game practice or whatever it is today. Yeah, I know. And I'm thinking back to those those days too uh, when we'd be coaching and that wouldn't be the time when we'd be seeing how hard we could hit ground balls to them. Right. You know, somebody's going to get one in the shoulder and the shin or somewhere and that would just be, you know, bad timing, right? Right. We can challenge them early in the year and, and push them that way early in the year. But, uh, you know, getting closer to that home stretch, that's when it's time to just stay fresh, stay stay prepared that way. Right. And in the college world, you know, basically the way uh, the rules worked at the Division One level, you know, we had 132 days during the school year to practice. And when I first started, if it said 132, we used every <laughs> one of them. And probably 120 of them were going to be get-after-it days. The real ones. Yeah. As I got a little bit older and a little bit wiser, all of a sudden you started to recognize that, well, every once in a while you need to, to be a little bit smarter than that. So, But coaches, I understand the temptation because going to practice is fun if you like coaching. But talk to them, too, about how they feel. It's like, you know, it doesn't not that big a deal to be out there and say, hey, how's your arm feeling today? And right. You know, they might not be the one to jump up and say, hey, coach, I'm a little, you know, my shoulder's bothering me a little bit. And, then we, uh, you know, set up drills that really might not be conducive to how everybody's feeling. So. Right. But so, coaches, it's up to you. Uh, make sure you're choosing the appropriate type of practice for where you're at in the year. Make sure you're choosing the appropriate practice for where your players are at physically, mentally, emotionally, 
all of us need to realize that that means that uh, we might have a wide variety of options in front of us, depending upon what time of the year it is um, and what our team needs the most at that time. And I think uh, great coaches are going to be able to see the value of changing what's the normal routine, doing something a little bit different just to meet those needs. And again, it's uh, Oh, it seems like every time we do something here on Coach Prep, I have to talk about you know, mistakes that I made. Um, but so we'll, we'll keep sharing uh, Coach Torrey's walk down memory lane of stupid stuff he did as a coach. Make sure that you're smarter than I was and, and get a, a, a real read on your team, figure out the right things to do at the right times of the year, and, and your players will be better prepared for it, and everybody will be a whole lot happier. So, Don, anything else for 58? No, just, uh, again, I enjoy us getting together and chatting all the time and uh, everything fast pitch, coach prep. It's awesome. Right. So, uh, again, uh, just to wrap up real quickly, check out uh, cleatedup.com, Nexair, and patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. We need your help. As always, please reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com with suggestions, ideas, or uh, questions or anything that you would like us to Uh, delve into in a future episode so for coach don mckinley and our producer stan lewis this is coach tory in the cherokee batting range podcast studio saying thanks for listening to coach prep episode number 58